Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sorry, we have a no singing rule in this house. And yeah. it's usually not for me, but yeah, I could I could see that's annoying. So then that applies to both of us because if I'm sure. not allowed to sing in the house, then neither are you. Okay. An eye for an eye, it's it for Tad. Yes. Almost. Unless you're Heather Gabe and you only get one eye. <laughs> God. You like that? That was good. Okay. That was good. Okay. All right, guys. We're back to talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, a reunion, part one. This is our recap. But before we get into all of that, we have a couple things that we just wanted to talk to you about. Now, we've been dropping videos. You sounded so serious. Well, I am. We have a couple of things we just wanted to talk to you about. That's like before someone gets fired. I'm just or something. I'm getting what the ready. Hell is that? Don't do that. She's what ready. Is that? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to do this. Okay. So, God. so <laughs> sorry. So, and I get. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, no. Just be we, quiet. We, we have Emily D. Baker joining us on Friday, which is going to be a lot of fun. I wanted to pick her brain a little bit about the Ariana and Tom lawsuit over the house, and then of course now Tom Girardi has been found competent. If you guys want to check out some of her thoughts, she is going live today as well, so you can go check that out. And then next week, I'll be seeing Emily for a last minute. We got invited to the Vanderpump Rules premiere. Jason didn't want to go. And then we had other things going on. So God, why like, do you, you just called me out like that? I just, I mean, I didn't want to go. But he yeah, did. But I, also, you know, we have we, so much to do around here. And we also you know? were around them for so long. So I, I totally understood. But when I talked to Emily about it and she's like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, okay, I'll go with okay. Emily. Yes, Vanderpump Rules premiere. Less than 24 hours in LA. They're doing it different this year too. They're they're doing like a, a they're it's at a big space at the Palladium in Palladium. Hollywood. I keep calling it the Palladium. The Palladium. Yeah. Last year they did it at Sur. You know they do like all these like smaller parties, but I guess with the success of season ten, you have to launch it the right way. I'm very curious though. Um, I know this is not Vanderpump Rules, but where we're going to go after this, because I called season seven through nine, the season of completion. Yeah. And then after we had season 10, I was like, okay, we have season 11 and people complain about not seeing them work in the restaurants and stuff anymore, but it's kind of interesting watching their lives right now. I don't know how long that can last, but you know what also I, I find interesting about all of this too, is like with no, this is just me. I always, so I booked my flight to LA because I don't like being away from home for long. So I think I'm going to be in LA for 18 hours. And yeah. as soon as I did, I was talking to Sheena about it. And she's like, how long are you in town for? Let's do a podcast for shenanigans. And I'm like, sorry, I can't change my ticket. <laughs> sorry. But we have a lot of things coming Lord. your way for members only to this month. And we keep on also promoting the podcast because starting next month, we're going to be doing one special episode a week just between Jason and I that will not be featured on YouTube. That's why we're kind of shoving it in your face so much, but um, we'll revisit that towards the end. I think it's time to get into the reunion. I think so too. It's it's quite the reunion. Um, 
it's off to an interesting start, but where do you want to start? Because there were a lot of things that came up. I, I clocked guys. I want to say I did clock Angie K coming into the reunion to say her first word at 38 minutes. So when we were talking last week and you asked me to do my assessment of like these ladies this season and what I thought about them and, and stuff like that, um, I was, I forgot about Angie K. Yeah, I did. I forgot to do an assessment. I think you forgot. You were like, Hey, what about Angie K? You didn't even ask me that. No. So I think that she made a really good friend, but I'm just, it just seems like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I I, I like her though. I just don't know. I'm sort of in the dark with her because I think that if she puts herself into the mix a little bit more, then she would be a little bit more polarizing. And I, Mm. I told her at BravoCon that I found her to be so much more interesting this season than I did the season with Jen Shaw, because I think that she fell into the shadows of Jen. I think a lot of people fell into the shadows of Jen because Jen was this dominant character. She was this alpha. You know, and they, I, a lot of them became beta. I do think, too, that Heather made a really great point. And I think you've seen uh, Heather and Lisa try to do this this season to kind of pull it in that they were under the shadow of Jen Shaw. Yeah, they really were. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, the show right now, I hate to say it. We have talked about Jen Shaw from day one of this show in the middle of the show. I mean, Jen was right about that or whoever was or whoever was tweeting from prison or whatever. And then at the end, they're not end, tweeting from prison, you asshole. Whatever, you know. They're t- she has a team. She has a team that's tweeting via prison. And it's then, not via prison. It's- well, how the hell do they know what to say then? They're just like making up words for her? I don't know. Anyways. Okay. Anyway, so, <laughs> you know, then at the end of the season, and even last night, we're talking about Jen Shaw. We're always talking about Jen Shaw. So all the ladies have been under the shadow of Jen Shaw. And you saw Heather and Lisa try to come out of that. And they even admitted to that, saying that they they wanted to show everyone that they could do the show without Jen. Yeah. And then here comes Monica. And then you see how Heather and Lisa are not happy that they are not the queen bees of the show this season. I, I that's that's my feeling. That's what I'm getting from it. You know, we have a comment from one of our subscribers, Vicky Harnish, who said Angie is just scared or nervous of voicing her opinions. She shouldn't be because when she does, I, I kind like of enjoy to her. And yeah, I enjoy her more. Yeah. And, you know, I think that I think that her and a lot of the women on the show, I think that there is a lot of um, hypocritical behavior. And I think all housewives, all housewives, and we're going to get through it. But I think that one of the things that made Monica a little bit more of a standout was even sitting there next to like Father Bravo, Andy Cohen, and being like, yeah, in my letter to try to apply for the job, I was like, sorry, your show shit, your cast sucks, and you need to bring somebody new in. And he just looked like, she's like, your ratings are garbage. And I was like, well, not this season. I was like, they hit for the finale, 2 million viewers. Now, that's crazy. That's, that's that's like old Atlanta numbers. We haven't seen those numbers in so long. Yeah. It makes me excited about Housewives again. I'm getting people, the chills. People are intru- Well, I'm not getting the chills. I know, but I just get Come so on. excited. Um, <laughs> Good Lord. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <This is, laughs> I've had espresso. Um, you know, I just, I, I have to say I'm looking at the reunion and I'm not trying to say I like someone or whatever. I just thought that the show was really fun to watch because of Monica. It kept all of the ladies on eggshells. It really did. Yeah. And it just brought a whole new energy. It challenged them. I think they needed that challenge this season without Jen. I think that it will flourish if Monica stays on the show. Yeah. Um, but Monica was poised. She was ready for that reunion at the beginning. You don't see her shaking or like she is sitting comfortably. Uh, I would have been shaking. I, I know, especially when you're right next to Andy and you're saying that stuff about the show and the ratings, which there was an email production released. 
Yeah. Right. Do you have it? A production email. A production email. Yes. Okay. So I wanted to talk about this because what we're going to do right now is have you guys go through the live chat, pop off and rate this reunion part one, one to 10, 10 being the highest. Now I looked at some of the numbers in the poll and it looks like we were pretty happy with it, but we're going to go through every single person and talk about what was said and how we're going to rate their performances. Oh, let's rate their performances. Let's rate let's their performances. Do you it. love this. Yeah, I okay. love that. I love it. So first let's start off with this. This is the letter that the initial letter that Monica Garcia ended up sending to production. Reaching out in regards to your casting call. Would love more information on what needs to be done or how to move forward. You guys need a feisty, excommunicated Latina on the show immediately. I'm your girl, Monica Fowler. So they said this is Monica's actual email to casting. Now, I'm not defending Monica, Meredith, Whitney, Heather, Lisa, Angie, because we have relationships, various relationships with you kind of have to like take a step back and try to understand the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And Monica, I don't know. And I wanted to pick your brain when she came in and told Andy, she's like, yeah, when I applied for the show, I said, your ratings are shit. Your cast sucks and you need better people. Do you think that she was saying that because she was already, there was more that was edited out and she wanted to have a snarky remark? Or do you think that she actually sent that letter and they used this initial letter first? Or do you think she was lying? This looks like the first reach out. And there's going to be multiple correspondence from production. As we know from Vanderpump Rules. Yes, of course, because we, you know, we were wanted Vanderpump Rules and we, we went back and forth and back and forth. Um, and there's lots of communication, lots of talks. We did all the interviews and stuff like that. So there might've been more communication, but I think in that moment to say that, I mean, we saw Mary say it on watch what happens live. I came back to save your ratings. Um, so she yeah, Sarah, I think she kind of maybe took a page from Mary's book in that, in that moment. And that kind of will hit Andy like, okay. But I think, I don't know what you guys got about this. So comment in live chat. You got to bring up that live chat. I got to yes. see what they're saying about this. Oh, shit. Okay. Listen, do you think my just watching body language? I thought that Andy actually really likes Monica. Do you? I really do. I'm not a body language reader. I, I ju it just looked like he likes her, and I think he likes the mix up of the show. I think you're not, you know, you're not letting one person be like this OG Vicky, like Heather wants to be so bad, and and. I think it kind of just puts the show in a really good place right now. Whether you like Monica or not, you you can't like everybody on the show or we don't have a show, right? Right. You know what I have to say too, though? If you go through the history of it, Andy does seem to favor the housewives that trigger everyone. He favored Lisa Vanderpump. He loved Bethany Frankel. He loved NeNe Leakes, Giselle Bryant, Tamara Judge. Like, it's really, it's kind of right there. Even Leanne Locken. Oh, yeah. I forgot about, I, God, yeah. I forgot there was Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Like, he went through and he he always, like, they would make him laugh. He would give them the first chair. And he would sit there and the rest of them would be like, "Is this is not okay, Andy. And he's like, this is a TV show. Uh, it's ladies. a show. It's a like, show. And that's, that's something we forget, too. It's like, it, this is a TV show. And there needs to be enough to watch. Yeah. You know, we, we were complaining about last week because I was reading a lot of comments that people are just over the brand releases. You know, these like, oh, my gosh, I have a new um, a brand of, I don't know. Or a new book. Uh, yeah, a new swimwear collection. I mean, where is Dorit's Beach Club, whatever the hell it was? No, there was a lawsuit. Oh, okay. Um, you know, there's all these different things like uh, Whitney has a skincare. The skincare actually was good. 
Yeah. And it still is. And I know a lot of people who work on it. So, you know, she has a real business and, and she's pushing that business, but I really, yeah, like we Whitney. have these like little things like, Oh, try my new, whatever it is, you know? So I don't know. It gets a bit redundant. So we need this, this other kind of drama on the show. I'm going to pause TV for two seconds to hiss at my cat. <laughs> she's not allowed on the couch. Sorry. She's not allowed on the couch. So I, I have a conspiracy theory and I want to pick your brain on this. Okay. Because it seemed like going into the reunion part one, and I don't know what part two and three look like. We don't have these episodes and not even the ladies have seen part two and three yet, but it seems like there was sort of a pact going into the reunion of we want one person out and we're all going to kind of stick together. They know that they have to bring some sort of conflict, but it seems very cotton candy. And then there was one person who came in until Mary Cosby comes in. Cause you know, she just doesn't, her give a damn is totally broken. It's gone. It's gone. But then there was one person who was just like fight or flight, like when you're drowning and they say like, if somebody's drowning, don't try to help them because they claw onto you and try to dunk your head underwater. Like I felt like that who was says Monica. That? Did someone say that? Did I make that up? No, I don't know. I think that's not, do lifeguards, they, lifeguards save people from drowning. No, they throw the ball at them and oh. you grab the ball. I think it's like a, whatever. It's a lifesaver. It's like a, the point a is, ball, I like a buoy. Like, yeah, a buoy. <laughs> I felt like, I felt like that there was a pack that was made, but we're going to go through and talk about each one of them okay. now. So right. let's start off with Whitney. We're going to go from one side of the couch all the way around to the other. Whitney Rose. Whitney Rose. I, I, I honestly, we, she was pretty quiet too, but I think she was right about a lot of things that. That she said, I have to agree with Whitney. If it is not about Lisa Barlow, Lisa Barlow is not happy. I felt like Whitney's reaction to Lisa uh, not being so maybe empathetic to her friend, even though she was in her own way, but it just, you know, just felt, it felt cold. It felt weird. So yeah, I think we haven't seen a lot of Whitney. I think there is still that trust issue between Heather and Whitney. Yes. And I don't think the Lisa Whitney real friendship the actual friendship they're developing or or whatever i don't think that's going to last i don't think we'll see that next season i don't think that it'll last either because i think that when you're trying to sometimes it kind of seems like going into the shows i feel like it's up to us as fans to decipher between whether or not these the talent the cast members are going into it really trying to cultivate this organic relationship or they're going into it with this strategic way of being where they're like, I need an ally. And I think that for Lisa going in without Meredith and she used to call Heather Gay a good time girl. She knows that her and Mary Cosby aren't necessarily going to get on. And then, I mean, she said that Meredith slept with half of New York. Like, I think that this was a very strategic move. But also, I love that Whitney is not backing down and Whitney has her voice. And I think it took like a season or two for her to find that voice. And she's like, I think that sometimes you're not authentic. I don't think that you're authentic in your deliveries of things. I don't think that you're authentic, you know, and she went down the, li the line. But where I want to kind of teeter here, because I'm playing devil's advocate, okay. was when the unfortunate passing happened of Whitney's friend, rest in peace, right? Mm -hmm. I really thought based off of the footage that was shown to us in the episode that Lisa Barlow came in and didn't acknowledge it at all, because that was the footage that we got. Right. But then they showed a different set of footage at the reunion where she did acknowledge it, but she awkwardly acknowledged it because she didn't know how to. And I can I can sympathize. With no, that. and I get that because it's it 
this is again, how close are you to the person? You know, if, if they're developing a real friendship, I would try to make it a point yeah. to be a little more like, you know, go put your hand on her shoulder and, and talk to her and, and whatever. You can tell the women who are a little more concerned with Whitney because they're willing to do that already. I mean, you saw Monica do it. Monica's brand new. Right. You know, but also I think that like even too, when, you know, we've lost a couple of people over the past, like in the duration of our 10 years together. And I don't personally, I hate when people come up and try to console me because I'm like trying to my best to keep it together. And Mm -hmm. then I will just be a wreck at home behind like closed doors. And then when I go out, I'm like, I just anything of like, are you okay? I'll just break down and I'll be like, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. Everyone deals with it differently. Everyone deals with grief differently. I think in that moment that Whitney just, she needed support because it was so fresh. The wound was, you know, so fresh that I think she really did need the support. I think initially, you know, I've lost, like we said, we've lost a lot of people in 10 years and people deal with it differently. Sometimes when people say, I'm so sorry, it's like, I don't even want to hear that. Cause what, what do you do with that? You know, like, thank you. I don't know what to say, you know, but sometimes people just need to hear like, you know, we support you. Uh, we love you. Something like that. So I, I get where she's coming from, but I also get where you're coming from when you talk about Lisa, maybe she's not comfortable in, in, I, listen, I'm not comfortable. I've, I've said it before though. Sometimes Lisa, it's just, it's an act. Usually, you know, when she's on camera from when she gets out of the car and walks into the, the fake hellos, it's very Beverly Hills. So when someone is playing a character, it's really hard to break from the character and be a real person and show your feelings. Right. So that's, yeah. Well, and also, you know, you made a, a statement last night and I'm going to say this about Lisa. There are some moments that I don't need the housewives. By the way, Murray said it can be awkward to comfort someone. Yeah, Hi, no, abs- absolutely. Love you. Um, but I, I don't want our housewives to be totally relatable because that's why I enjoy watching them. I don't have $60,000 rings and I don't have like $50,000 a year to spend on glam just to go to Whole Foods to buy a chicken tender or two. Cause that's my go-to, but you know what I mean? For her, you made a statement last night because her and Monica were going back and forth over the $60,000 ring. Yeah. And she's like, why were you so concerned about it? And what was your statement? You, you made a comment because she's like, well, Monica was like 60,000, 60,000. I just thought like, okay, why do you keep saying that? What did I say? I don't know, but it was so good. <laughs> and sometimes I forget. <laughs> she's like, why are you so concerned about the price or something? And you said something like, no, oh, cause you said it three times. Yeah. It's like 60,000, 60, my $60,000 ring. If you don't care, it's not that much to you. It doesn't mean anything to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it just came off really, I don't know. And it's, and then mm. I don't know necessarily what to believe either, but I was told, and this could totally not be true because people leak things all the time. Mm. And this isn't even something that I want to play with. But Lisa Barlow said last night that the ring was so significant because of the situation that happened with her son which is a really heartfelt situation and somebody to be that vulnerable and share that. I really commend her for that. But I was told by somebody who's behind the scenes that there are a lot of times where Lisa Barlow, like she doesn't have, like she doesn't necessarily always own the jewelry or the designer goods that she's wearing. And we've never seen her closet. We've never seen these things, you know, like where if you go in Lisa Vanderpumps and stuff or Beth sure. Wrinkle. Yeah. But that's not an uncommon thing. You know, Erica Jane, also, I believe she's rented things. Lisa Rinna was very open about renting designer goods. Especially when you're on TV. You know, um, Dana Wilkie actually said something really interesting. When she first got on the show, Lisa Vanderpump gave her some advice of don't wear real jewelry on TV. It doesn't show well. Yeah. Wear like costume, costume jewelry because it shows 
well. She's like, keep the real shit at home yeah. for you when you go out, but not on the show. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would rent jewelry for, you know, being on the show, but this is very common. This happens all the time. Or, it happens for events. It happens for TV shows and it happens for reality stars. That's just how it is. Sometimes though, when you're so well connected, you also don't even have to rent things. Like say it's a celebrity going to the Golden Globes or whatever. And I know this is totally different, but you will be given jewelry to, you know, wear. And it's like kind of like in a good faith because you're promoting them they're promoting you sometimes and sometimes they give it to you for the night like the oscars they'll give you you know a nice necklace or some rings or bracelets and but they're getting that back right right well that was my concern was did she lose a rented ring a rented ring which scared me Uh oh because i'm like not sixty thousand. That's I hope like she didn't me, rent it from from. Uh, that's like me Meredith. renting a BMW and not knowing where I parked it, and then all of a sudden it's gone, and I'm like, "Oh, oh shit! <laughs> what do I do with this?" But no, going back to it, love Whitney, but I was more in agreement with Lisa Barlow in the conversation okay. of Lisa did she did console her. It was footage that we didn't see, and I think that Lisa Barlow do I like her hot mic moments? Yes, but do I think that they're a little kooky? Yes. And did I think that that was necessary in that moment, especially when someone who you're saying is a friend is grieving the passing less than 24 hours before of her best friend? No, you can't just like, no, no, have some compassion. Lisa Barlow. Yeah. I mean, I have compassion. Okay. So now we're going to move on to Mary. I know. I know. We got to go through the list. Okay. Now we're going to move on to Meredith Marks. Her performance last night. What were your thoughts? Oh, I don't know. Lost a little bit. I I, I thought she did good. I like Meredith. I love that she opened and she owned it, right? She's like, this is actually what I said. And yes, I might've had a little too much or whatever, but this is what I actually said. But sometimes she never makes her point. It never like completes. So when she's like going back and forth with, with Angie or whatever, just the, the point never gets across. Like, I'm like, what are you trying to say? I thought it was actually interesting when she sat there and Angie, finally, after 38 minutes into the episode, Angie wanted to go in and she's like, you spend all your money on your your kid's money on a purse and you're a rat. And she's like, what else do you have for me? And she's like, you are sitting here saying that I'm awful for all of these things. Look what you said to Meredith. You said that she's this W-H-O-R-E that opened her legs to married men. And then Meredith pulls out the receipts and she's like, actually... These are just a few of the points and listed off at least 10 things. And she's like, you called me this. You said you would come after my family. You said you'd come after me. You said I used my son's sexuality as a way to get in with the LGBTQIA plus community when she is already a member of GLAAD and she's been advocating for a long time. For a long so time. That's long ridiculous. Time, yeah. yeah. Um, but she, Meredith went down and she had her receipts and then Mer- Angie ends up looking at Meredith and she goes, we weren't friends, Monica, me and you were friends. Well, this is where I kind of have the issue with Angie is you earlier in the season said that you guys only met twice. Yeah, it's very interesting. So, And you met Meredith before because you saw her last season. You saw her last season on the show when you were a friend of Jen Shaw's and you had more FaceTime with Meredith, who you're saying spreads her legs to married men than you ever did with Monica. So this to me isn't adding up. You know what, though? I feel like where, and I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not really, listen, it took 38 minutes to hear from Angie. So I was already asleep at that point. But when Meredith is saying, I wasn't saying that about your marriage, I'm saying that about your husband. Well, that the I kind of goes together in, in my opinion. Yes. And that's where you, ah, it just lost me. I'm like, what was the point? What is the rumor? 
You know, like we keep hearing the rumor, but we never hear the rumor actually from Meredith's mouth. It well, goes through someone else or someone else hears it and or or she alludes to it. I love Meredith. She's I do too. Iconic. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes the rumor starts. To be fair, she was quick with it. She's like, and he goes, what's the difference? And she goes, the difference is. If I talk about your marriage, that's you as a whole, you as a unit, two of you together. If I independently talk about your husband and say that there might be something, then that is your husband. There's your marriage. I mean, listen, both of you, and then there's your. So Meredith was a lawyer. Lisa okay. Barlow said semantics. So, it is semantics. It, yeah, it is a little bit. Yes, it's very, okay. very much so. But very I did, much so. I did like how she, you know, rebuttaled with Angie K, and I did like how she came with her little receipts and stuff. And what I think is so funny is when Monica's about to bring out the burn book, whether it's on part two or part three, you see where all of them are like, oh my God. And I'm like, wait a minute, we all have receipts here, right? So come on, come on. So now I want to go over to... Okay, speaking about Angie K, because she is jumping on two T's in a pod live tour or a live show in San Francisco. Is she? Yeah, with uh, Teddy and Tamara. And I forgot who else, I guess, is Emily going? Emily Simpson? I can't remember. I think so. They're doing a show and and, and it's just like, and Angie K. And I'm like, that's... I, I feel like she's at least trying to stay visible. You know, I don't know. I, I really think she should be a friend next season. No. Is there anybody else you think should be a friend? No. Everybody else you like? Yeah. On the show. Yeah. I think that- I, there are what one or two rumored new housewives are correct. Three. Mm-hmm. So we do have new blood coming in. So how, you know, they never know if they're a full-time cast member until what mid season or yeah, they get like tester contracts at the very beginning and probably except the, the originals who have been around for a minute who play like, yeah. a... I've, I've talked to several different people like behind the scenes all, all over the place and full-time contracts haven't gone out, but that's not uncommon. Normally they wait to see what happens with the cast at the reunion and how the cast, like what the fan reaction is to the cast and see how that plays out. That's normally when they start putting out full-time contracts, but right after the reunions, usually they just take like a, a couple of weeks to a month and then they start filming again. So I wouldn't be surprised if Salt Lake City starts filming in February, but for Angie K, I could see her as a friend of, but I could also see her given the opportunity again to become a full-time because I think that she's slowly stepping into her own, learning how to bring it. I just think she needs to find her voice a little bit more. You know what? You might be right. You might be right. Because yeah. you see her as a friend and she was like, fine. And this season, it just, there was, there were so many great opportunities and and many different, I thought at the beginning that she was going to be kind of like a, a thorn in everyone's side this season, just showing up with Whitney you know, in Palm Springs. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Angie's going to play the Housewives game. It didn't last. Mm-hmm. I think that she got a little overshadowed by Monica, who's also a first time and I housewife. Think, I think that she has to learn how to play the game a little bit better. I think that she, I think that a lot of people sort of study Housewives in the sense that I think that Angie K came into this being friends with Jen Shaw, seeing her big, big reactions and thinking that in moments like where, you know, like, it got brought up that Meredith, the rumor was allegedly she had a gay husband, you know, instead of going to Meredith and being like, can I, I don't know if it was a second? gay husband. It was more like he sleeps around with men. Okay. Right. Wasn't that the alleged rumor? Something like this. Yeah. So, which they say is not true. So I'm going to lean in with it's not true. But when that came up, I think that the good housewives, they have the ability. It's conflict and resolution. She should have went up to Meredith and been like, I was just given this information. What do you have to say about this? And if Meredith would have been like, yeah, girl, I said it, then pop off. 
Yeah. But you can't just like your reactions are so big and we're not quite understanding them. So they're not necessarily landing with the viewers. I I actually totally agree with that. I, I also agree, though, that Angie does bring some I mean, she doesn't have my favorite outfits of all time. She's always in like some kind of animal print that I can't stand, but she has the house and the view. And I don't really want Jersey. That. <laughs> oh, Jersey, Jersey. You have to write it off because it's Jersey, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I like when I first saw Angie and she appeared and she did the, the party for coach Shaw, you know, I loved her like entrance, her lifestyle, her everything. She's the only one who has like a really great view of Salt Lake. And I don't know. I'd be I'd be down to see her come back if she can study not study herself too much this season, but maybe kind of take off the the facade the rehearsal gear. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, so next I want to go to Heather Gay because Heather Gay there wasn't like a lot of overwhelming um, information or like her playing into this episode. I'm guessing that she's going to play a bigger part of part two and part three, but she did come out with a recording and in the recording it was of Monica. I'm guessing that this probably came from Tanisha because Tanisha is the hairstylist. Tanisha last night, I've been kind of following all of this drama. She posted where somebody made them cookies and on the cookies, it was a photo of Tanisha on one of them. It was a photo of Heather Gay yelling at Monica to leave Bermuda. And another one was a Bravo icon and then a verified check mark. So she's totally leaning into this. She's loving this, which is fine. Everybody's different. And if that's your thing, amazing. If you're going to do it, you better do it all the way. Give it 100%. We don't do half-ass around here. So, okay, Tanisha. But when she played the audio, you hear Monica and she's like, yes, bitch, Kim Kardashian started like an assistant and I'm going to do the same thing with my come up, bitch. And Heather, I think, really thought this was going to land exposing Monica for potentially potentially using Jen Shaw to get on the show. Okay, but we all know that now. Right. You know, even we knew that when when um uh they figured out she that Jen Shaw sent a cease and desist to Monica and other people for being part of Reality Montes. Like this, we all know this. So what Heather's saying is stuff we already know. I I just find it funny though because Tanisha was part of that group of people who ran that account. She participated actively, but now your friends with Tanisha. She still does your hair, Heather. Mm-hmm. But then like you're mad at Monica. Yeah. yeah. It's weird, right? There are other people. I mean, this is where with Monica too, it's like there, it wasn't just Monica on the account. She didn't even start the account originally. Right. So, you know, where, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Heather right now is just coming off. I think that she was just really pissed that she just is not the queen of everything. And then now with the whole black eye story that she's circled around for so many seasons now for almost a year and a half, it's kind of like, but also again, not defending it. I'm just, I think that we've been so immersed in this Bravo world for so long. I'm thinking about like, okay, so what you're saying is that Monica had this shady scheme to infiltrate the group to ultimately get the fame and success and be a part of the show. But then I go back to James Kennedy slept with Kristen Doty to get on the show, literally every single cast member. And he will tell you this. And then you have the new girl, Joe, coming on to Vanderpump Rules this season, who was friends with Kristen Doty to get on the show and then somehow got her way into being a roommate with Tom Schwartz. You have Jennifer Armstrong and Noella from the Real Housewives of Orange County, who navigated their way through Bronwyn and Tamara to get on the show after multiple seasons. You have the one friend who I forgot what her name was, but she dabbled in crypto. She had the dark hair and she was Ramona's friend that she turned on that I had. Elise. 
No, uh, Elise. Elise from the Real Housewives. Yeah, Elise Housewives of New York. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had Neca, who also did it through Dr. Wendy Osefo from the Real Housewives of Potomac. I mean, you can go down the line in the list. Angie K, who also did it through the cast for over four seasons. You do it through the cast. You do do that because you know the people. Right. You're associated with the people, so it makes it it makes it more fun to watch. It's not like just some. I'm going to put this random people. We saw what happens when you put random people on shows. You put Charlie Burnett on Vanderpump Rules. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. You know, she did get involved a little bit in in her next season. It just it doesn't work. It was terrible. You you can't take a random person and throw them into, you know, into this. Right. And just be like, go. They've tried it too many times. Right. But then what I what I, I think respect the most out of this, because there's not a whole lot that I respect out of a lot of the housewives stuff. But what I actually not respect, but what I can enjoy is is being like, Yeah, I wanted to be on the show. So here I am. Dana Kathan said that to me when she started at TomTom. Tom. She mm-hmm. was a host. And I asked her, I said, So what do you like? You know, most people in LA, it's a very it's very transient and people aren't coming to LA to host. And she was like, oh, I'm coming here to be on the show. I was in one of the scenes last year in Vegas with Jackson them at the hotel room. And I came here purposely because I knew if I talked to Lisa, I would get on the show. Mm-hmm. So she had a thing. She was off of the show. She also told me, too. She's like, should I do this or not? And I was like, just, you know, go with caution, friend. It's a loaded <laughs> question. It's, it's a very loaded question. It can do wonders and it can it can do not depending on who you are. Right. And what you bring and, and how you're perceived and how production is going to make you look. Yeah. And you know? don't have a sobriety issue going into the show. No, no. Yeah. No, no, or no. skeletons. Dorinda said that. But no, I agree. And I think that that's not this uncommon thing. I think that it's almost just more so for viewers who might be watching, who might not be so intertwined with that whole Bravo sphere behind the scenes. I think that it's sort of like breaking the fourth wall and we're like, oh, you're a weasel for doing that the mm-hmm. way that you did. Just like I saw in a comment, this is a weasel. But then like Maria just said, here, randos don't work. Here's the thing though. It's she admits to it. Right. So admit to it. You brought a good season. You've admitted to this. How are we going to move forward? That's what I want to see. Right. And I, you know, with Heather Gay drawing the line in the sand, thinking that all the women are just not going to film with her. That's not again. We talked about this last night. It's not how that works. It's not Heather Gay's decision. Right. You know, Um, so I don't know. It'd be interesting. I really feel like there needs to be some kind of movement forward. I I just don't know if it's going to get worse in the next two reunions where maybe we see something where, okay, I get maybe where Heather's coming from, where I don't want to film with you at all anymore. I don't like you. Mm-hmm. We also have the the lawsuit going on with beauty lab and laser. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's lots, there's lots of uh, ingredients to make it. Lots of moving, not hard, lots of moving parts. Thank you. I, Thank you. Okay. So I feel like we've kind of gone through most of the cast and even Lisa Barlow, right? Yeah. Um, I have to say, okay, the fact that Mary Cosby is coming in and choosing the person who everyone hates at this moment, and she's like, you know what? I don't necessarily agree with this. And then she comes in and Angie's like, well, Mary, and she's like, don't talk to me like that, girl. You've been here for one season. I don't know you. And it's like, you do. You've just filmed with her all season. She's like, I don't know you. Don't talk to me. And I'm like, this is why we love Mary Cosby. It's like, you can't call people inbred. You can't say that they're part of different gangs of different ethnicities. You can't say, yeah, I had a member of my church and she wasn't wearing this seatbelt and she drove off the side, got ejected. But In how's your day? Kid? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how's your day? Are you having a good day? I'm so hungry. It's like, or like, I love the champagne. It's the thing is, so is when you say things, year. you know, when you say things, especially when it comes to, you know, 
racial things and stuff like that, it, it becomes hypocritical when we don't hold her accountable for the same things that other people might have said in the past, right? But we let it go because she's a little kooky and, and whatever. So that's where I sit. I sit on the line with, with Mary because I do enjoy her kind of comedic relief. However, this season, she didn't really participate enough for me to... I, I like her little seeing her every now and then, but I was also fine not seeing her for one season. You know, I found it wild that she promoted actually last night the reunion. Yeah, she did promote the reunion. And I think that, I think secretly she likes being on the show. I think she likes think her she likes role it. as a friend. I think that it was kind of the same thing with Kathy Hilton. There are very few who like that role. And I think that she really enjoys like don't tell because as a friend, it's very different. Like Mama D told us this from um um, Dallas. Dallas, but as a friend, it's a little bit different because you don't have the same, um, restrictions and contracts where people are telling you exactly what to wear, when to show up, you kind of have a little bit more leeway. And I think that Mary does not like being told what to do. So just like Kathy Hilton, it's kind of like the okay. only person who tells Mary what to do is God. So <laughs> let's go. I, I'm not even touching that with the 10 foot pole, but Okay, so now I wanted to ask you before I end up bringing up a statement. Okay, what are your what are your hopes going into part two? Like, what are you looking forward to? I think I and I think we're going to see most of it in part two, but I think we're going to see like some really big some bombs dropped. Yeah, 100 percent. And I'm looking forward to it. You know, this whole season, it's been so it's been so good. It's been probably my favorite favorite season of Salt Lake because even coming in, I was just kind of like my favorite. It's, it's my his favorite. favorite season of Salt Lake. Yes. No, I really, I enjoyed the season. I think Monica added a lot to it, whether you like her or not. That's the thing. That's what I always say. It's like, I don't get behind someone necessarily, but I do, I can admit when they add something to the show and this adds something to the show, whether it is you like her and she's relatable and she has issues with her mom and you don't like the way she talks, whatever it is. I didn't like Lisa Renna and she added a lot. She added a lot. She keeps the girls on eggshells. She keeps the ladies like thinking, wondering, reacting. I mean, I thought the whole Bermuda thing was just like so overacted in so many ways because they already knew. There, you know, know, which so we it figured was, out that they already knew for a year. For a year. So it's just, it, they're trying to make something of it, which means Monica scares some of them in some way, shape, or form. You know? Yeah. So I, I could see that. It, it, it makes them uncomfortable. It, it makes Lisa and Heather very uncomfortable. You can just tell. They need to be the center of attention. Well, Monica put out a statement and I didn't actually read this, but she said, I haven't wanted to post about this because I already know what the comment section is going to say and how nasty people can be and have been on my page. However, if this helps one person out there to feel seen and give them any kind of comfort, hope or support, then it's worth it to me. She said, I've received several questions about my divorce. Yes, the affair happened over a decade ago. No, that is not the reason for our divorce. I understand you all having questions and trying to figure out the reason for the divorce now. I have debated answering this publicly or not. However, when I did apply to be on the show, I had planned on bringing awareness to this subject and speaking about it openly. Another subject which was discussed several times along with others that wasn't shown in the email that was shown on last night's episode. The reason for our divorce was because of domestic violence. My ex was arrested a couple of times for domestic violence on me in front of our girls and violations of protective orders. I had hoped to speak about it on the show to help better explain why things are the way they are in my life currently, to bring awareness to women dealing with the issue, and to help them see that they are not alone. I hope anyone going through this issue knows that I'm with you. I hope you see that you can move on from this horrible situation and begin to give your children a better life away from those circumstances. That there is life after abuse, that it wasn't your fault, 
and that you have tribes of people ready to carry you through. Hmm. I mean, I never heard about the... And neither have I. That's crazy. Okay. Um, I do want to go back really quick. Yeah. Um, go back. There was a moment that I really liked last night in the reunion, and it had to do with Heather and Monica. And this is why I don't think there's all hope is lost because you can see Heather. Heather has been through a lot, especially with the church. And so has Monica. Right. And it is very, very difficult to do what Monica oh, I did. What say. Right. Mm-hmm. She was excommunicated and she went back through everything again to get rebaptized. Very difficult. And I think that Heather kind of was empathetic towards her yeah, and could understand that. I think if they had different conversations, I, I don't think this is the end of Heather and Monica being in the same room. I think it can be possible. I just think there's a lot of different things going on right now. You know, Monica is coming in as as a kind of a front runner, um, not necessarily a fan favorite, but a fan like either you like her or you don't. And those sometimes make the best housewives. Lisa you Renna. Know, Lisa Renna. Um, so I, I, I think that's the issue right now, but if they can move past the issue and get over the beauty lab, lab whatever it is, the beauty, beauty lab beauty, and labor, beauty, beauty labor lab, um, then beauty lab and laser. I, I don't know. I, it would be interesting to see eventually that relationship move forward. That's why I'm like, you can't leave this here. You can't just know Monica, bring other people in and let's start again. It's like, no, no, you have something here. And I think that the, the ladies need to find a way to work with, with this. I think that we're about situation. to see something similar to this on the Real Housewives of Dubai. So I think that, listen, this yeah. is a part of the game. We're not all like breaking bread at the tea table. This is a job with a contract and a lot of money and a lot of fandom on the and line. And it's entertainment. And it's entertainment. It's entertainment. So it's entertaining to me. I don't care that you were reality bonties. I don't care if you were this. I, you know, thank you for the entertainment. <laughs> you, you know, uh, thank you for the acting um, 101 ladies on the last episode. It, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, it keeps me it keeps me entertained, and that's what that's that's why I watch these shows because I would have fallen off these shows a long time ago if they didn't keep them entertaining. Like Beverly Hills is not entertaining to me right now. Okay, so Beverly Hills and Miami are coming on tonight. So you relax. love I, I love Miami. Miami's an I don't easy love watch. Beverly Hills this season. No, no I don't. I, I told you that. No, I but I, I know I had to admit it because like I always feel like I love Beverly Hills and we talk about Beverly Hills and we like Beverly Hills. Why are you yelling <clears> at me? Oh, sorry. Yeah, karma. So I, I, um, why you, we always talk why about so injuries. Well, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I, it's just, a, it's been a really like lackluster season and it's not the first. Yeah. It's not the first for Beverly Hills. So, okay. Yeah. So with that guys, um, I also, again, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning and now we have about 600 people in the room. So we wanted to share with you guys again that this Friday we have Emily D Baker joining us around noon. I'll post that in the community tab to talk about a lot of the lawsuits going on with the Girardis, Tom and Ariana, vice versa, all of the things. But then also next week, Emily and I are going to Los Angeles for the Vanderpump Rules premiere. So we're going to be doing a lot of members-only behind-the-scenes content before the end of the month. And then going into February, Jason and I are really going to be focusing on doing one special episode a week that has nothing to do with the YouTube channel. So I have a request from you guys. I'm sharing it right now. I already posted the link in the comment section, but you can also find it in the description. Go check out Up and Adam Live anywhere you have your podcast or get your podcast and let us know what you think about the reunion, what you would rate it in the, the review section. So all you have to do is go drop a five-star review, put RHOSLC reunion. I rate it 
one to 10, 10 being the highest, let us know. Let's get that to 1,000 reviews and let's... We have a lot of fun surprises coming up. on the podcast. So yeah. we, want, we want the podcast to be kind of fun. We're also going to be recording in LA from um, our Cloud 10 studios and have some really fun guests. So we'll be back and forth um, in the next couple months to LA. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun to, to do something a little different. And also, you know what? It's so, it's so interesting. Podcasting, when you go live on YouTube... And it feels like you're on a stage in front of a lot of people. And when you podcast, it's like you're in a room with somebody. But also, and you're just like having a conversation. When you podcast, you talk like this and you say, hi, and you don't have to talk like that when you podcast. Well, and then you always tell me like, Jason goes like this because you can't see us when we're recording the podcast. So he's just like, bring it down. And I'm like, hey, everyone, welcome back. Hey, everyone. Sometimes, but welcome sometimes back. when we're at dinner, you'll be, so, you'll get a little like heightened. Sometimes like the stakes become really high, but it's like, you're just ordering a meal and you're like, I love the chicken farm. And it's like, why are you doing that? I've never done that. Yeah, you have. No, I haven't. Ask anybody. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. are you done? It's okay. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. We love you guys. Smash <laughs> that like button, show some love. And if you're listening on the podcast, drop that review. I will keep you posted again in the community tab. And we have more videos coming your way today on this channel and up and Adam channel two or sister channel. We'll see you next time. Bye guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.